Welcome to the Dynamax Podcast, Maine's premier powerlifting and strength sports podcast. From studios in Westbrook, Maine, with your hosts, Matt Israelson and Matt Strong. It's the best thing. Yep. So, um, episode 38. It is, we're rolling, it's the uh, 28th of February, 2018, uh, 7 p.m., it's feeling like spring. Feeling like spring, we are here, we're men without issues. That's right, we're doing good. Yeah. Um, the announcements, we've got uh, March 9th, the seminar with Shauna Mendelson. a few spots, few spots from what I understand, everybody. just a couple, if you're interested in that, uh, DM us quickly. Yeah, um, we'll get you in. Yeah, there's a good chance that even by the time this podcast hits the air, it will be full, Could but be full. it can't hurt to ask. Yeah, we'll get you in. Um, and then March 10th is the women's meet, which is full. Um, if you if you didn't make it in and you'd like to still be a part of the meet, one thing that would help us out a lot is whether you're available Friday morning or Saturday during the meet, we need some spotters and loaders and help with setup. Spotter, yes, uh, setup is Friday morning, 10 to noon. Could use some help there. Anybody any, with any experience, we could use a little help with the weigh-ins. Uh, that would be very helpful. Yep. Any ladies out there that ladies want to help, help with that weigh-in? If you have any experience at this, if not, I might be able to train you in ten minutes to do it. So, and then Saturday, uh, spotters and loaders. If anybody wants to help with that, I think we'll be done by noon. If you got here by eight thirty, and then just the recovery after the meet, just reset the gym will take maybe an hour. Do you only get one chance to weigh in in APF meets? No. So if you... I mean, in that in the weigh-in period. Yeah, right. but eight, if you weigh in and you were, you know, five pounds off... Yeah, you go over to the steam room or whatever, yeah. if you want. So, today's podcast is going to be about the USAPL meet yes. recap. That, and, uh, you know, I know you weren't happy with your lifts, but I'm still going to congratulate you. Thank you. Because you trained, you went to a meet, you hadn't been to their federation, and I give you a lot of credit. Thank you. I and appreciate that. And I know your training that. went pretty well. The training did go well, and while my lifts did not go as planned, I um, I still got a total. You put up a total. It's just another one notch on your belt. Yep. You you did it. It's more experience in a meet for you, and I still my hat goes off to you. Thank you. Yes, I really appreciate that. Yep. Um, yeah, it's definitely uh, a great competition. It was really, honestly, an honor to share the stage with uh, great lifters like Ryan Montague. And congratulations uh, to him. I guess he had a great day. Yeah, he nice took home right. all the biscuits. He, yeah. he got first place. A uh, quick shout out to his numbers. He is uh, training his wife, so he could not join us. He had a 650 squat, a 450 bench, and I believe it was a 630. I think it might be 633 in kilos, kilos. deadlift. And uh, 1727 total-ish, something like that, which is only a few pounds below his wrapped total. So okay. shout out to Ryan for... Uh, Doing a uh, bang up job, definitely a fan favorite there too. So, you know when uh, the ladies go first, and then yeah. we, we we had I was in a different flight from Ryan, right? So then uh, you know we go through all of ours, and I think maybe the heaviest squat was five forty or something. Mm-hmm. And Ryan opens On your flight, yeah. And then yeah. Ryan opens with five eighty five mm-hmm. and smokes it. So it's a great job, Ryan. Just an yep. awesome congratulations to Ryan and to you, Matt Strong too. Thank you. So. My meet did not go as planned, and I kind of wanted to talk about it. You know, the lessons learned, if you will. Um, I would have loved to come in here and said that I kicked major ass, but, you know, I'll live to lift another day. Yeah, and you did the meet. So I'm not talking about guys here, but 
How many people didn't do the meet? Many, many more. Because mm-hmm. they're just never going to do a meet. They're going to go to the gym. They're going to do a squat. They're going to bench, blah, blah, blah. They're never going to train and enter a meet. So you didn't get what you wanted. You did the damn meet. It's done. You put up another total. You got more experience. That's right. So I give you all the credit. Yep. And honestly, that was the first meet that I've ever done knee wraps. I mean, knee sleeves, yep. not knee wraps. Not knee wraps. And the first time I ever walked out a squat in a meet. And evidently the bar was a bit of an issue. Oh, man, the bar kicked my ass. We'll get into that. Yeah, um, okay. So my numbers for the meet, I went uh, two for three on the squat. I missed my second attempt. I had a 440 opener. That went up fine. Uh, missed my second attempt at 468, got it on my third. Mm-hmm. Bench, I opened with a measly 115 kilos, which works out to about 253 pounds. Um, I got, I didn't get a total due on my last full meet due to the bench. Right. So I took a very conservative, you know, knowing that you know I could do that for 10 reps, but I just wanted to get in the meet. I hit a 286 second attempt, and I missed 314 on my third. Uh, Mike um, P. If those the last name just Pendel. Pendel um, mentioned that it seemed like a long, uh, long pause, so I'll blame it on that. On the on the bench call. Yeah, I I, I didn't have it, but I'll blame it on that. Why not? <laughs> and then the deadlift. So the deadlift was what I was the most excited about. I was predicting six plus for you. I had you know made the switch to hook grip. I had tweaked my deadlift a little bit. I had now done... wait a minute. Did you pull those lifts with the hook grip? Oh yeah. Okay. But I did all my other pulls. Right? I know, but I think if you just switched, you to. Uh, I bet you you would pull 580 anyway. So um, anyway, go ahead for the deadlift. Yeah, I, opened, I didn't know that piece. I opened with 518, and when I when I pulled that, that bar was so goddamn stiff. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was going to get my opener because mm-hmm. you, you got to be patient when you pull sumo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Where is it?" And then it snapped. Boom, got yeah. it. Second attempt, 568. My third attempt planned was either going to be 584 or 600. It works out to be like 600.8 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't get 568. I tried. I took two stabs at it. And it was it was as if I forgot how to deadlift. <laughs> I, I, I forgot you went, you went hook grip. I, I, would, I would bet five bucks you'd have pulled that with a deadlift grip. Really? Staggered grip. You think so? Yes. Even after all my training yes, with the hook grip? I yeah. Because the bar. You know, you took, now you got two things working against you. So I forgot all about that piece. All right. So um, now I'm not even surprised. I oh, really? You, I know you can pull six. Yes. No. I know that. Yeah. My uh, that bar. The ner- I mean, even I was bitching to Mike Wilson about this. He was in the warm up room. Uh, with, oh, before we get before we go too much far uh, too much further, I need to give a shout out to uh, Mike and Emily for showing up. Um, my girlfriend Lauren for showing up. She didn't feel good. Uh, she actually did feel good. She still came. Uh, Mike Pendel for showing up. And then, of course, the biggest shout-out i got to give to Chandon, who drove That's Ryan and I up. That's what I heard. He was super helpful, even for the people that – I mean, he was helping people get their squat heights. That's Everyone. Kind of, that's the kind of young man he is. Exactly. So he, he you know, wants to help. And he, he was my hype man. He was my handler. He helped me load the barbell for every single – all of my attempts. Uh, couldn't have done it without him. So huge thank you to – Chandon McCall, thank you to Katie McCall uh, for the letting in the vehicle. Yes, and for, for her son. making Chandon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, kind of lessons. I guess I kind of want to go to lessons learned and get your uh, thoughts on this. Well, the first thing I told you, I think you texted me Sunday night. Mm-hmm. The best lifters have no what? What memory of the previous? No memory. The best, the best athletes, best lifters, they don't. 
they don't remember a thing. They just move to the next meet. Yep. So that was a, that, well, that for you was a heavy workout. Yep. Okay? Yep. So now you're on to your next meet. And if you want to stay with a hook, hook grip, go ahead. I would train with it more than I would compete with it. But Really? Yeah. Yeah, you're asking, you're asking a lot of yourself. That's a tough way to pull. I am def. I think I'm definitely going to continue to push it, and may, I'll see how it carries over. Because I am yet to do a single hook grip pull, other than my conventional pull at the Christmas meet after three beers. <laughs> but I'm, I'm yet to do a single uh, hook grip pull on a deadlift bar. So that'll be interesting to see how with a little you bit a single rep. You mean? Yes, yeah, so not one rep. Okay, I, it's all been on a bench bar, stiffer bar. Ah. So okay. I'd be curious to see okay. how if I can maybe even get an even better position with the with the uh, deadlift bar. Yeah, okay. and I was just grabbing onto it. The hook grip, obviously, with a bar that has a smaller diameter, you can just lock it in that much better. I only know two guys that are really successful at it. One is Brad Gillingham. You know him? Yep. He's always in eight plus, close to nine, mm-hmm. and Scotty Blanchard. Yeah, Scott. Scott was kind of the reason that I pushed it over. Right. Saw so him I, do it. Anybody that's tried it, it's just I admire it. But I'd rather see you pull weight. So. Well, yeah. I mean, I would have rather see the bar come off the. Yeah. Rather, I would have rather have locked it out. Well, that's my new take on your deadlift from the meat, then. But anyway. I'll show you the videos too. Yeah, we'll take but, a look. Um, so part of the reasons why I think mm-hmm. um, that I didn't do so hot, I think that I had too long of a deload. Which was how long? Well, I did a taper deload. So two weeks out, I was taking seventy percent. Mm-hmm. But I went a little bit heavier, so it was seventy percent on the squat and uh, deadlift, and I went probably eighty-five percent on the bench. Pushed the bench a little harder. Which week? How many weeks out? It's two weeks out. Okay. Here's how I always like to do it. Yes. I want to write this down. Okay. So ten days out. Ten. I'm okay. Ten days out, hitting my hitting my last heavy squat. Now that's all relative. Right. Okay. For me, it was always I wanted to get a, a heavy double, and I want to hit that about ten days out. Okay. Okay. So that means the net you still have a, a meet week to do some light training, whatever. Uh, Fourteen days out or more would be my last deadlift of any consequence. Yep. Okay. Some guys like twenty-one days. I think fourteen was always okay. And then on bench with a shirt, I was okay at seven. In fact, I got in trouble before and taking a heavy uh, bench meat week right. with a shirt. Now, you were raw, so I think maybe you stick with the squat parameter there, which was 10, since you're raw. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, and I don't know what percentages you worked off or what your, if your, um, what was your ultimate squat goal? Let's let's do that. My ultimate squat, I was trying to hit 495. For that meat? Yeah. Okay, and what did you get? 468. Okay, so I think that 10 days out, if you could have done a double with 425, you'd have gone to the meet and hit it. I don't know what you did. Yep. Do you know? You remember? What I you got did? 468. I got. I missed 468. My second attempt got it on my third. No, I mean in training. Oh, yeah. I hit. Uh, 460 was the heaviest single I hit. I hit 450 for a triple. That would have been like three weeks out. 460 would have been. No, I'm sorry. 460 would have been three weeks out. 450 for a triple. It was either 450 for th- uh, three or four. Okay. Three weeks. And out. you wanted to four hit four ninety five. Yeah. Okay. So ten days out, if I w- if that were my goal, I think I would have done four twenty five for two doubles. Okay. Yep. And what was your ultimate bench goal? Uh three nineteen. Three nineteen. Three fourteen. So somewhere between ten days out, you can easily do a double at two ninety five. Yes. Oh yeah. I think either that or three singles at two ninety five, nice snappy ones. Yeah. You'd have made your lift. 
I don't, so what did you do? What was your plan? What was your training? I mean, do you remember? I don't. I actually, I probably have it. I don't. I don't have okay. it down right. on this. That's right. It, do you think it was probably more than that? More than two? No, I did. Uh, no, I think it. It was. It might have been three hundred actually. So two okay. and a half more. All right. So then you did. You didn't miss any benches, though, did you? No, I did. I missed my third attempt. And that was three nineteen. Three fourteen. Was it close? Not really. Not close. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk about more more about that later. Yeah. And then the deadlift, the ultimate goal was six hundred. And your last deadlift was how many days out of the meet? That was like two weeks out, and okay, that was fourteen the, days. Yeah, and that was the five eighty five from a two mat. A five eighty five. Your goal was six hundred, so that was just a touch heavy, in my opinion. Okay. All right. I think that maybe four or five walk offs, fourteen days out, uh, on two pads is fine. Um, Maybe with just five plates. Really? Yep. I think you overdid it. Okay. I'm pretty sure between overtrain slightly overtrained your lower back and your hips, uh, and um, going with that hook grip. I think you lined some stuff up against you. Really? Yeah. See, my my thought was that I felt like if I had gone into the meet, it's if it instead of deloading for a full week, it felt like if I could have done that meet on say the Wednesday of my deload. Mm-hmm. I would have been better conditioned. I felt rusty when I was at the meet. Uh, you you had the right in my mind. You had the right time frame of of that. You had fourteen days. It sounds like on deadlift. Yeah. It sounds like you were about ten days out on your last squat. Yep. Uh, is what it sounds like. And then you don't recall the bench. I don't remember. It but, it was closer. Oh, it was closer. And that's yeah. fine. Seven to ten days. Yeah. Okay. I think you're just a little heavy on them. And I guess I guess. I said 295, right? And you said you probably did 300? I think I did 300 for a second. All right. And your goal was 314. Yeah. All right. Which so I've hit before, but... I, I guess then I would have... Uh, let me make a... Let me re- rephrase my bench approach for you. If I wanted to hit 314, I think my top weight in that last workout would have been about four singles at 275. Nice, crisp 275, which I know you can do. Mm-hmm. Correct? Oh, yeah. I think you left a little in, in the gym, too, on the bench. And then the other thing you got to think about is six hundred your best pull ever. I've never pulled six. You pull it in here. No, I, no, no, I haven't. Yeah, on a block or something. Oh, I've done it from blocks. Yeah, like the low block. I've done yeah, I've done six thirty five from blocks. Okay, but okay, so you're but six hundred in that meet would have been your all time best deadlift ever. Yeah. All right, so all of a sudden Matt Strong's changing his grip. He's going to a different bar. And he wants to pull his all-time best deadlift. Right. Well, I did. It's not like I did it the week. It's not like I, I went know hook that. grip. But think what you did. Think what you asked of yourself. Yeah, that's well, true. Well, a new grip, and I'm not sure about this bar. Right. So you got to have everything you can on your side to make a PR. Yeah. I don't care what the number is. A PR is a big deal it, to me. I think, oh, yeah, you know, totally. It's to you, too. Well, I like the way you've moved past this, by the way. Yeah. Um, this a lot to, not to get off the topic, but it looks like you've moved past it and you're ready to roll. Uh, I, was, I kind of already had moved past it. I'll get more into that. Yeah. Anyway, don't don't stack things up against yourself when you're trying to make an all-time PR. I, you know, I will admit that going, you know, sitting there, they had a little tunnel basically between mm-hmm. the uh, where you warmed up and yes. where you, the platform mm-hmm. was. When I was sitting in that tunnel, I was thinking, maybe I should do over under. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you're asking a lot of yourself. Yeah, a, a PR is a big deal. What was your best previous meet deadlift? Five sixty-eight or five, whatever that works out. To, I think it's two hundred. So you're looking for a thirty-two pound increase. Yeah. All right. When that's substantial, the five percent, right? I think it's about five percent. That's that's a 
Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five percent would be sixty. Right. So five percent is about thirty. That's exactly. Thirty-two pounds. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, I think maybe you left a little in the gym by pulling that five eighty-five. You think so? Yep. yep. So even though it was off two mats, right? Yeah. I think you did. Um, you you got to figure that's what ninety-four percent of. Ninety percent. Oh, it's of like ninety nine percent. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's it's just, probably too close. It, it just goes against the grain of, especially, but particularly deadlift training. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Ah, man, it just—it's crazy because I was cranking five fifty in the gym with the overhand, double overhand. Yeah, I know. I know you were. I saw you. That's why I was so. I it just slipped my mind. You were overhand. I guess. I don't know. I I just completely forgot that. Um. So the whole start is different. It starts different. I don't even know if it was the bar at all. I'll be honest with you. That whole thing starts different when you go overhand. I warm up that way sometimes, and mm-hmm. I just say, no, that's it, I'm done. I'm going to my grip now. It. I mean, that was the biggest thing, and to kind of go into the next thing, just, I mean, that was the, the stiffest barbell I've ever grabbed onto. Yeah, yeah. And with the kilo plates, it just made it that much tougher. Mm-hmm. And even with training with a bench bar, getting right. away from a deadlift bar, mm-hmm. It, it didn't make the difference because it threw me so far out of position. Mm-hmm. I broke the ground on all my deadlifts. I got it to my knees at every time, but it was just like, it was like a sumo stance. It wasn't a deadlift. <laughs> Whatever yeah. I did wasn't a deadlift. Yeah, we'll take a look at it. Yeah, you have it right. Oh yeah, I've got a yeah. couple. Of, I've got a couple different angles. Yeah, I think you're in good mental mental shape after this. I really do. Like, I, I knew you would be. Yeah. Well, I will admit, there's been times where I've been. Like we were talking about it when I uh, bombed out from your meet mm-hmm. last November, I was like, "That tore me apart." I know, I know. I, you came back that nice though. You did good. You're fine. I just, I think you set a couple of things up. You got to have everything working for you at a meet, and you set a couple of things up against you. Is what it sounds like. Yeah. Right, and then obviously, I mean, this was my first time in the USAPL. Mm-hmm. Um, first time out of these wraps. Yep. First time in sleeves. Yeah, for, first time not in a mono lift, right? Yeah, and not in a mono lift. Right. But what was your th- squat? What did you make? Four sixty eight. And you wanted four ninety five. Yeah. You, did you miss four ninety five? No, I never took it because I, took I, it. I missed my. I've got uh, two meets in a row now. I've missed my second attempt on squat and got it on my third. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I didn't. The four sixty eight was your second. Yeah. You missed it and took it on third. Right. That's smart lifting too. Because it would have been. I think it would have been two fifteen kilo jumps to go from. It was, you know, 200 kilo mm-hmm. opener. No, it was, it was, I think it was 20 kilo jumps because it would have been 200, 220, 240, I think. In my mind, you would have, um, you did the right thing, but I've seen you squat. I know you would have got the 495, so. Yeah, I, uh, but you, you, you it was a morale smart. thing, too. You lifted the smart way, right? And do what dummies do. I was really going for the total, and my whole thought was, I'm going to make, I'm going to make my total with my deadlift. So, mm-hmm. okay, I messed up a squat. But I'm only going to get 30 pounds mm-hmm. more on my total out of the squat, where on my deadlift I can get a lot of weight out of it. Okay. Um, yeah, if I if I had gotten my third, or if I had gotten even my second attempt deadlift, I would have qualified for the nationals. Really? Yeah. Which, in my opinion, is not a high enough total to qualify for a national meet. Right. I think, I mean, it's only, I mean, it was 13... 40 or something to qualify for nationals at 198 198. that's not a crazy total and to me you need men's open nationals yeah i think they have like 1500 people show up oh yeah yeah but regardless um so my last kind of minus here on my lessons learned from this meet Mm -hmm. i just felt like i wasn't conditioned 
to do all three lifts on the same day. Because I what mean, was... You, I've seen you lifting. You look like you're in shape. But I mean, I think that... I don't know how much volume work you do. I, I just think that I need to do more training where I do two out of three of the big three on the same day. Well, yeah, we squat and deadlift together. Right. So, And I think I'm going to try to do a squat and deadlift and a bench and... Or squat and bench. Well, if you're gonna bench, are you benching twice a week? I, I will be. Then just squat and deadlift together. You don't. And, okay. And you get two benches, you'll be fine. All right. But throw some volume in. Get some. Uh, get six or eight doubles on the squat instead of loading up the weight. And the other thing is, tell me one more time, how many weeks out was the five eighty five deadlift? I think it was three. I could tell you. Okay. Let's just find out. Just for it, accuracy's it, sake. The only thing that can happen, okay, yep. three weeks previous to a meet, the only thing that can happen... It was February 26th, and I competed the 24th, so it was 18 days. You mean it was what? It was February 6th. 6th. And I competed the... 18 days later? Yeah. So that's pushing a little bit on a heavy deadlift raw with your low back and your overhand grip. That's right. pushing it close. Those last three weeks, which that wasn't even three weeks, 21 days would be three weeks. Yeah. You can only do one thing. You get weaker. You cannot get stronger in three weeks for a meet. You can work backwards, which probably would happen because you took that that close. Um, the squat was, you, I'm sure you know the date, but we figured it was about 10 days, mm -hmm. right? I don't think you went too heavy on that. Maybe You might have gone 15% too heavy. Yeah, so my, my squat was two days after that, so it would have been... The 8th. It would have been exactly 14, it would have been 14 days out. 14 days out, but it or was, 16 in my, days in out, my so. opinion, was a little of a heavy squat. I would have had you around four and a quarter for two or three doubles. Okay. And you did 465? Yeah, 460. 460. So that, to me, is a little bit heavy, just in terms of getting recovered for that, for a peaking day. Mm -hmm. You want to peak on the meet day. So all you can do, everybody's listening, in three weeks prior to a meet is get worse. You can't get any stronger. You can certainly maintain if you train right. That's my that the best thing I could say to you. Um. Yeah, so I, I definitely am going to be switching up my training and doing the combined uh, squatting and deadlifting on the same day. Yeah, I'd like to see you try, you know, some ten doubles sometime on squat. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm also I'm in an experimental phase right now. Are you for, getting ready for May now? I don't know. I'm uh, I'm on the yeah, I'm don't on, burn yourself out. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna to be honest. Uh, yeah. I might do. Uh, I don't even think I recommend it. I'd like to do a uh, a push pull, I think, and then maybe I don't know. I got I got to think about it a little bit more. My brain's kind of like, okay, you got past it, and mm -hmm. deal with all the other stuff that you were putting yeah. off. Yeah. Um. So some of the positives, because um, even though I didn't hit the numbers that I wanted, I did have a great time. Um, as I mentioned, it was great to uh, the caliber of uh, people that I got to share the stage with was excellent. Um, the Venue was awesome. I got to give a shout out to Mark H at the Undaunted Powerhouse for hosting the damn thing, picking up all the powerlifters crap afterwards, dealing with a bunch of sweaty chalk, mm -hmm. friggin' every, every pre-workout everywhere. Been there, done that. Of course. Um, a huge shout out to Mike Coulter. Yeah. He's got his name on the board here still. Yes. And he had... 801 deadlift. 801 deadlift. He had the pleasure of P-testing me. That's right. So that was the only goal that I hit. I wanted to get P tested. You did. I did. Interesting. I just wanted to. It's like if I well, I figured that 
they were only going to pee test the people at the top. That's and that, how it normally goes. So I was surprised. And Nothing, then, that didn't mean I didn't take anything away from No, it. no, no. But, but so I, the fact that they came up to me and they're like, we're going to pee test you, I was like, I thought you only pee tested the winners. Yeah. It's generally how it's, I've seen it. but Right. Um, a big shout out to Jerry Peterson, who was the awesome uh, MC for the event. He was the announcer. Yeah. Um, just a uh, bang up job. Yep. Dressed to the nines. It's just cool. It was funny to see a guy in a suit at a powerlifting meet. Um, and then I also want to give a shout out to Pete Spence, the head judge, um, yeah. with the start command. Oh, is this a British guy? Yeah. yeah <laughs> he listens to the podcast, and I have That's to say, said that. That's one of my favorite, favorite parts about the whole damn thing mm-hmm. was having people come up to me and tell me that they listened to the podcast. Really? That was, that almost made it for me. Cool. That was you, one of the you, coolest things. You only things. mentioned the one guy. And it was people that I didn't know. Wow. That, that was what was awesome. Very so, interesting. The proof, that's the proof right there, Matt. They like the men without issues. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow, that, you didn't tell me that part. That's, yeah, no, I had good. quite a few people come up to me, and that was that was just So great. they know it was you? Well, one of the, I think, I'm not sure if Pete realized that it was me oh, or not. Oh, he probably starts saying that's the guy. Oh, exactly. They, I think it, it came to fruition pretty pretty quickly, but... um. Yeah, shout out to all those guys, all the other judges, all the spotters. One thing that I wanted to mention that I thought was pretty clever, I only caught a little bit of the woman lifting. Yes. Um, I know that some of the guys here that volunteer spotting, Mm -hmm. it's not always comfortable to back spot Mm -hmm. a woman on squats. Mm -hmm. Use your imagination why, folks. Mm -hmm. Um, Their spotters were all females for uh, for the lady lifters, and I thought that 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 was – the judges were all the same. But I, I just I thought that that was uh, the judges were all women. It was the, the women left. No, it was the oh. same judges all around. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, we have one woman spotter coming. The only problem is I she doesn't have much experience. Right, it's not enough. Yeah, I think a woman will understand an emergency if what happens. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just make a fist. That's all. Um, <laughs> no, but and the Undaunted Powerhouse was a great place to host that. So again, shout out to Mark there and all the staff there it was great great meet yeah i don't know him but it sounds like a good guy yep yeah um did he does he have does he have a uh, like a power-based gym is it or it's a crossfit gym oh it's a crossfit gym and they are just trying to push powerlifting i gotcha yeah he had cross he said he had crossfit the next morning at 6 a.m okay you know they had all the uh the rogue racks that fold to the yeah, wall i've heard about this pretty cool yeah um so I don't think it would be fair to do an honest meat recap without going over some of the negative things. Okay. And for me, it wasn't much. Um, or really, it wasn't anything for me. One I, long bench pause. One long bench pause. Um, I didn't see it. I was. I will say that you know the whole time going into this, I was expecting the super long st- waiting for the star command on the squat. Same with the bench and deadlift. I mean, the, uh, same with the bench, the both commands, the start and the press command. I just expected a long pause. So it, it, it was nice that it, uh, it wasn't there. But all in all, I, I heard a lot of criticism, and I only got to watch some of the third attempt deadlifts. I mean, the third, uh, third flight deadlifts, the C flight. Um, there were some hitch deadlifts. Well, you showed me one. It was clearly illegal. And uh, I don't know how many white lights. For the USAPL's kind of reputation for being the strictest stage around, you know, kind of the the mentality is and is that if it, if you can get it on a USAPL stage, you can get it anywhere. And that wasn't really the case. I well, would what have to say. What you showed me was a, was a, a clear a, a hitch. No good deadlift. It was just no good. 
So. Yes. So that was. Um, I can't say anything else because I wasn't there. But the one you showed me was clearly not a good lift. Yeah. The uh, the meet did run wicked fast. I don't know how that would have fared with heavier lifters. There wasn't too many. Uh, I mean, super heavy in the USAPL is two sixty five and above. Yeah. You so if you so Ryan, if Ryan was one kilo heavier than what he weighed in at, he would be competing with Ray Williams, who's three hundred and ninety pounds and squats a thousand pounds. Wonder why they do that. I, I might be wrong, and if I am wrong, no, somebody told me the whole breakdown. Um, okay. Please correct me. It's the same as the Olympic lifts, Olympic uh, style lifting. Mm-hmm. They change it to their weight club categories. Once you're, uh, I don't understand. Once it. you're over 120 kilos, you might as well be 200 kilos. Right. That's what somebody was telling me. I don't get that, but um, that's what they're doing. So. Yeah. Yeah. It went wicked fast because they have a uh, shit. What do they call it? A uh, combination rack. Yeah. So the when they do once you're done squatting, it's not like they've got a wheel a giant ass monolift out. They just plop a bench right onto it, and it's good to go. So we went. I mean, once the meet, once they went from rules, I was pretty much working out the whole time, mm-hmm. and um, I don't think that that really took away from my performance too much. But right. for a heavier athlete, it would have been taxing. And I heard some heavier lifters who weren't competing mm-hmm. mention that. You know, we Russ, we were talking about it the other day how how quick they go till the big guys get there, and then it just goes. Oh, really? Yeah. Do they they slow it down? It just slows it down. They're bigger. The more you got a load more weights. You know, we start getting seven, eight hundred pound squats going. Yeah. Six hundred pound benches. It takes more time to load and offload. So when you have lighter lifters or I don't know whatever they were right doing for weights, it's oh faster. naturally right. It's just faster. So and when, one thing, and this isn't even a, this isn't a criticism from a competitor's uh, point of view, but they they had to. Because there were so many people that were like 181 or 198. Yeah. They had to take some it's of the like one... really popular classes, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like the average dude. The average Joe. Um, they had to take some of the lighter competitors in my flight and put them into the last flight. So Balance it out. Yeah, but think about it. So there were people, third attempts, that weren't up to other folks' openers... Because, you know, you've got a... I kept it running. Right, because you've got like an 83-kilogram kilo kilogram lifter like mm-hmm. uh, John Lavoie, who is yep. a wicked strong dude is for his weight class, mm-hmm. or even with, not for his weight class. His third attempt squat wasn't was under Ryan's opener. So think about all the weights that those guys are peeling off yeah. for, for the loaders. That was just... I mean, and I really watched... I didn't really think about it until I was done competing and I was watching them. And they have gone to all 44s, correct? Just the red plates. No, they have red plates, right. So no those hundreds. are 25s. Yeah. yeah, 25 kilos. Yeah, no 50 kilos no. anymore. Yeah, which we're going to try to do soon. But yep. Yeah, it will be awesome. Yeah, it's just going to be easier on everybody. Although when you get heavier and heavier weights, it does whip a lot. It's not It's not a rule in the APF that it's you not have to have no. like the biggest size plate possible? To, to the best of my knowledge, it is not a rule. Okay. But we're going to do it anyway. Because so. I think it's only the APF and like maybe the WPO that still uses... Those big ass plates. If I had enough of them, we wouldn't be. All right. But, but you know, when you get in the sevens and eights, and you stack that many forty fours on there, it does get real whippy. Yeah, I watched so. a video of uh, Eric Lillybridge was doing. He had a video of him going just one red, two red, three red, yeah. four red, five red, six red yeah. on squats, and that bar does really friggin' move. Granted, that that it was whips. A, yeah. Then, when you get those hundred tens, they're close to you. Yeah, they do. They do handle a little different on all three lifts, but there's less whip and less jump with the bar. Right, and I've always assumed that that was the the intent of using those big ass plates. It's no, and you don't need as many of the other plates. Yeah, but we're, we're good. I think we're going to get some. Yeah, 
Not cheap. Uh, we found a good price, I think. Really? Yeah. For the calibrated... Uh, I don't know how calibrated they are, but they're from, they're from Europe. <laughs> so they're real kilos. Right. That looks That's good. That's not an American's attempt at kilos. I'm just they're European. <laughs> European. European. Um, so, but all in all, I mean, that was just me being kind of ultra critical about and mostly about things that I saw and heard about the meat. All in all, absolutely great time. Was I, there any other... Um, because what I saw was the deadlift. Was it? What about the other two lifts? Was it consistent? I think I saw. I mean, I did hear some judges calling people on. Uh, I know some people got red lights on their heads coming up. On oh, bench. On bench okay. and for dancing feet on squat. Mm-hmm. You know, like they their feet. They squatted and then they maybe. I don't. Is it the same in the APF? If you take a step after you've squatted before you get the rack command, is that a red light? Yeah. Well, you might get a warning. You might get a red light. They so they, they, they just were, take the lift right yeah if you step right yeah because to them it's it's as if you missed the the, the rack, rack, rack command. command so but all in all depends on the step yeah well yeah I and again I didn't see it all I heard I, I was in the tunnel and I heard one of the the MC uh, Jerry stuck his head and goes oh your feet dance that's why so I, it, it was great that they were explaining to people why they did get red lights and they would um, say it on the microphone to the crowds too yeah but you can't approach the judges there right I don't think so no um, a couple times I did stick my head into their uh, desk to see how many I, out I was mm-hmm. but uh, no the, the three judges you can't approach say what, what went wrong oh really I don't think so I didn't even uh, didn't even didn't even try I, I knew it went wrong when yeah. I uh, when I missed my list. Right. I, I didn't have any technicals. Um, but uh, thanks to everyone there. That was a great meet. I could definitely see myself competing in the USAPL again. Uh, just got to hone some things in. Yeah. Um, Maddie, we have one question. Okay. And I think it's uh, it's kind of – it's a question that gets brought up a lot and some sometimes it gets kind of teased about. But it's an honest question, so I think it's worth uh, bringing it up. And okay. it's from our buddy Theo, uh, who's getting ready for the main meet. He's flying in for that. He's flying yeah, in. That is correct. Brian Harris's son, son who's our web man, uh, designer. Yeah, and I want to try to get him to do He plays uh, guitar, and he's super the good. The kid, I guess, is good, huh? Yeah, I'm trying to get him to uh, do us another intro or an yeah. outro or something. Yeah. Hint, hint, Theo. He'll do it. Mm. He's lifting pretty well, I think. He's looking great. He no, sends me videos of his... No, yeah, me too. Oh. So, let me just get it verbatim. Let's see what he's got. Okay. Could you guys... Uh, hold on. This is something that I've been curious about, and maybe you guys can speak to another podcast, but what about footwear? Do you guys wear weightlifting shoes? That is his question. Um... So I don't. I wear. You wear actually. I wear lifters for squat and bench, which are the ones I see you are actually they're well, they're technically weightlifting shoes. Yeah. Well, they call. I mean, the it's it's lifts. the Adidas Power Lift is what they're called. They call them that now. Yeah. So oh. I think it's a little bit less of a heel mm-hmm. than a actual weight Olympic weightlifting shoe. Okay. You think about how low they get on like a clean and jerk. Yeah. Or snatch. Yeah. I think it's going to help with that ankle mobility. It's probably the reason why you don't get ultra super low right. knees touching the ground yeah. on uh, a powerlifting squat. Okay. But yeah, I wear them on the squat and the. Um, bench, and the reason I wear it on the bench is because I get a couple extra inches yeah, back. Yeah, I've seen guys wear, or even like a they'll wear, they'll switch into a running shoe on the bench. Yeah, it's just a little more heel. Exactly, and it's when you have, especially in the U, in a, a 
federation like the USAPL mm-hmm. where you have to bench flat-footed. That's right, too. It helps. Yes. So, I, you know, I don't really, I guess I was doing all the lifts. For a while, I was doing all the lifts in heels, including deadlifting. I've seen people do it. But. Uh, Dan Green does it. He wears a weightlifting shoe. He wears a weightlifting. He wears the, I'm pretty sure he wears the Nikes, the big ones. So he's, I mean, he's a good lifter. He's one of the best there is. Um, but uh, I like wearing Converse um, when I'm doing other stuff, just flat shoes. And I'm thinking about switching my squats to Converse. I'm thinking about doing everything Converse for a while. Yeah, the uh, weightlifting shoe, it's hard to, I think the wide stance with the flare is tough with those on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they, definitely they, they want to drive your knees forward. Exactly. Like well, yeah. exactly. Think about what it's doing. That's yeah. exactly what it's doing. Yeah. So I, I know I, I wore a pair once and took them off, threw them off the, threw them off the wall, gave them away. Not a fan. I gave them away. <laughs> Went back to whatever I wear. All right. What are you? What are you lifting? I wear those top tens. Adidas. Adidas top tens. Yeah. So it's yeah. flat shoe. Uh, they're pretty flat. They're st- the ones I have for squat are stiff, and I use a, wor- a kind of a worn out pair for deadlift because I want to be a little flatter. What about bench Crocs? No. <laughs> no, I wear uh, saddle shoes for bench. <laughs> or my hush puppies. One or the other. No, I just, whatever I squatted in, yeah. I, wear, I keep them on. Right. Then I change for deadlift. Yeah, but, uh, bench definitely matters the least. Uh, I feel like squat's the only one that I'm like, oh shit, I forgot my shoes for squat. Right. And that is because it Those does. Those blue ones I see you. Yeah, they're purple. I got them purple. from, uh, I had a black pair. Yeah. I blew a hole on them. Okay. And then those were Ryan's. It didn't fit them. Right. I got a deal on them from him. Okay. All right. So shout out to Ryan for the shoes. Yeah. So I guess. I know I, that I he squats in them. I think the answer for uh, Theo is you got to test them out. Yes. My answer, my extra curated answer for Theo would be try doing a couple squats with your heels on a mat before you invest in these before you invest in these because that's essentially what you're going to get out of it nice piece of advice and um, and just as a heads up if you do invest in the shoe your feet will hurt the first few times you squat it's they're just it's just going to be different it's for them. wearing a shoe instead of a sneaker exactly so uh, the other, what I would say to him if you I don't know how you're squatting now it looks like from the videos you're squatting the way we trained last summer when he was here so uh, I don't know that they're going to work with that style Theo but Try what Matt said first with it plate under your heel. Yeah, it's something that uh, it's going to be different for everyone, and same with the bench. I would say just keep stretching those ankles and yeah. don't have to be in the position that I'm in. I can't see deadlifting in them. But. No, unless it's some extremely strange leverage advantage that we can't explain. Now, I heard an interesting one uh, earlier. Um, oh, no, that was you that said that. The five-toed shoes? Yeah. Not allowed. Not allowed on the USAPL. Even though they're rubber and your foot's covered. Correct. But you can wear a, sl- a slipper. I guess so. You, yeah, you can wear the deadlift, the, the you know, like the Elite FTS. I, that was interesting. I am like 99% sure I read that in the yeah. user manual. Well, no, she said they wouldn't let her, remember? Oh, she she said they wouldn't. Yeah, she went to the meet. Oh, and she, she had, had to put like a sock over it? I thought she said she, no, she had to take, no, because you can't have a sock on. She had to take them off. What the hell? Yeah. So... Vibram, five finger, toes. You got to get foot mittens. Yeah, yeah. You can't have foot. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bitch mittens. That's foot mittens. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're getting tired. I think on that. Um, <laughs> thank you all for listening. Seminar. Yes, yeah, seminar. The ninth. Get a uh, hold of us. Yes. Filling. Be here for the meet on the tenth. 
Get here early. Ladies me. And if you want to help, please let us know on either day. Either day, 10 to 12 on Friday, 10 a.m. to noon, or about 8.30 to noon, or if you want to help us reset the gym, we'll be out here by 1, 1.30. Yep. It'll be... Uh, Not a big commitment, folks, but we could use a little, just a few more few more people. And then, of course, May 12th, they open. Oops, sorry. Yeah, if you spot and load, you get a t-shirt. There you go. That's and good. If you're reason. not a member here and you come spot, I'll probably give you a month free membership. And you'll get to meet some uh, great people in this uh, main strength beautiful culture. Beautiful women that are lifting. And be part yeah. of history. And that's plus the two uh, men without issues. The men without issues. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all. Have a good night. Congratulations again, Matt. For Thank you. I really appreciate it.